Hey friends, I am so excited to be here today. We are going to be talking about the emotional vibrational scale. And this is one of the many resources in the Your Intuitive Life Journal. This is an essential tool, in my opinion, when learning to love your food, love yourself, and love your life. So grab a cup of tea or water or whatever is in your cup and sit back and let's dive in here. Welcome to the Love Your Food, Love Yourself podcast. I am Tammy, your tenacious and fun-loving host. I have been a dietitian for 20 years where I have helped countless women transform their relationship with food and their body. I believe to my core that as you start peeling back the layers to love your food and love yourself, you end up loving your life like never before. And now is the time, my friend. It is time to break up with diet culture, shift your current stories, rev up your internal barometer, and recognize that every body, regardless of size, not only deserves dignity and respect, but can be healthy because our habits and how we love on ourselves and think about ourselves is truly what matters. In this podcast, we have real conversations about struggles, insecurities, and false beliefs with loving ourselves and each other through a lens of curiosity, anti-judgment, intuitive eating, spirituality, and a heaping dose of laughter, but maybe some tears and a whole lot of realness. I am so excited to be here today because... I've been kind of ruminating on getting this episode recorded. So the fact that I am actually here recording is really lighting up my heart because we're talking about something that I talk about all the time with my coaching clients and even just with my girlfriends. We are going to be talking about the emotional vibrational scale. You'll really discover that when you utilize this tool, you can more easily find what it is that you need to manage what maybe you could consider emotional eating or really anything else that you're struggling with. Before we dive into what is this scale, let's talk a little bit about emotions and vibrations and feelings and all of the things. I know recently I had somebody ask me the question, you always mention this word vibrations. (laughs) You know, what exactly is that? Well, vibrations are basically emotions that are being able to be radiated throughout our entire body. So vibrations are basically frequencies that are emitted out through our emotions. Now, in the past, you know, many have believed that emotions are just these untangible feelings or that they have no order or logic or even rationality to them. But here's the thing, this can't be further from the truth. You know, emotions are quite real and a simple definition of emotions is energy in motion. So energy is what we are made up of and really how we function as humans. Emotions are the movement of that energy. 
So emotions are really kind of the beautiful way that our bodies talk to us. And one of those ways is through those vibrational frequencies. Okay. These frequencies can impact every cellular structure within our body. And these frequencies basically will cause a cell to either expand or contract. They can kind of shift the variable functionality of it. So I don't want to go, you know, too deep into this science land, but just know that there is definitely a huge body of research around how emotions do impact us on a cellular level. So this is not just something that is fluff and out there and it just feels nice. This actually impacts our health. So something else that can happen with emotions is actually physical sensations can arise. And this can happen in a few ways. One of the ways that physical sensations happen would be feelings. So this is where the word feelings comes into emotions. We can feel anger. We can feel happiness. We can feel joy. We can feel worry. We can feel grief. We can feel contentment. We can feel hopeful. All of these feelings that we're feeling is basically our emotions cognitively being kind of digested into a feeling that we can make sense of, right? However, with these feelings, our bodies are also oftentimes having physical sensations. So for example, in anger, oftentimes our breath kind of goes inwards, heat rises, heart rate may rise, blood pressure increases, our muscles tense up, and stress hormones are released. Whereas (laughs) our feel-good hormones when we're in joy are released. So There's actually, again, a lot of physical things that happen. And another great one is, have you ever had kind of that feeling in your gut, you know, (laughs) that gut feeling when something doesn't quite, you know, feel right? Those are emotions picking up sensory wise that there's something maybe not right in a certain situation. So a lot of times we do see those who suffer from irritable bowel syndrome and irritable bowel diseases that oftentimes there's a really strong emotional component to it. Actually, I've never met anybody who doesn't have an emotional component to anything related to their gastrointestinal system. Yeah, I've never met anybody. And oftentimes what happens, and this is not always true, but what I have found to be mostly true is that if somebody, when they're processing their emotions, they feel anxiousness and they get kind of revved up and they get kind of, and it's, Difficult to explain this without visual of my hand going, but when somebody's in kind of more of an anxious state, what generally happens with the gastrointestinal tract is more diarrhea or loose stools. Whereas the person who, when they have anxiousness that really, they kind of go inwards and they just feel like they just want to kind of maybe put their head under the covers or put their head in the sand or, you know, whatever terminology you want to use oftentimes they struggle more with constipation. So however the person is physically feeling, the gastrointestinal tract basically responds (laughs) in, in the same ways. And what else can happen with this physical sensation of, of our energy is that it can actually 
cause blockages. So we can get stagnant energy blockages in all these different biofields of the body. So not just our gastrointestinal tract. And I will say our gastrointestinal tract is one of the really great tools within our body for picking up emotions. However, emotions radiate all throughout our entire body and around us. So if we haven't really processed that emotion or identified it, these can get really stuck, you know, into our body and they can get accumulated. And through that, a lot of times we can see physical signs and symptoms. So this is where we might see that GI upsetness, right? Or maybe a headache can even be, you know, heart disease or other things, basically. Emotions go beyond, you know, just the fluff and I'm sure you can relate that oftentimes our emotions can shift our behaviors. We might have a behavioral response, which is either going to be a, you know, a reaction or maybe we're avoiding something. And everybody, of course, handles situations and feelings completely differently. But nevertheless, those emotions play a role in, in our behavior. So. Again, emotions are not just a, a, f- a fluffy thing that are just kind of there and not really a part of us. They're really all a part of us and very integrated within our entire system. And also emotions, they really impact the way that we think, right? If we have a certain emotion, say we're experiencing grief or sadness, it's oftentimes really challenging to get our thought patterns and our thought processes away from that. We've all been there. This is just human. This is just normal. (laughs) You're not a failed human because you've sat in grief from time to time or you've sat in, you know, different emotions. Like this is just part of the human experience. As as humans, we're meant to experience all of these emotions. I mean, can you imagine if you only felt one emotion all the time? You even if it was joy that you were experiencing all the time, you wouldn't even know how joyful joy is (laughs) if you weren't feeling the other emotions, right? So now what I want to do is shift a little bit into, okay, what is this vibrational emotional scale? It is a scale that has been developed by many authors out there. One of the versions that you will see on my website and within your intuitive life journal comes from Abraham Hicks, who is the author of the law of attraction and several other books. This vibrational emotional scale has our feelings or our emotions in sequence from our highest vibrational feelings or our highest frequency down to our lowest. And it's broken down into the 22 most common emotions. Of course, you might experience other emotions that aren't exactly on this scale, but I find that this scale is oftentimes really helpful, especially if you're not even really sure how you're feeling. You just know that you're feeling a certain way. And sometimes having this visual can be really helpful to say, oh, yeah, actually, I'm feeling kind of bored. Yeah, th- that's that's actually the, the feeling that I'm feeling. And so it can help you identify really where you're at on the scale. So that's the first step. Basically, utilize the scale to just see where you're at. And again, all emotions are completely okay. They're completely valid. 
Okay. And you will be able to use this scale as it relates to how you feel either when you're eating, after you're eating, before you're eating, maybe when you're thinking about your body and really the scale can be used at any point in your life. I want to point out that oftentimes it feels like we're supposed to always be on the corner of happy and healthy because we live in a society where there seems to be this stigma that says that's where we're always supposed to be. And if you're not happy and healthy at all times, then you're not good enough. And I'm here to tell you, my friend, that is just not the reality. Okay. We are all worthy and you are all good enough. And all of your feelings and emotions are completely valid. Not only are they valid, they are ever evolving, shifting. They can change from moment to moment. And again, this is normal. You may also even notice that sometimes you feel like a variety of these motions. Okay. And again, that's super normal. That would be considered more of a complex set of emotions. And it's possible, like I said, to have several of these feelings all at the same time. If you're feeling several of these emotions all at the same time, take note of all of them. Okay. Especially if they're complex negative feelings, because those are going to need to be broken up into simple ones so that you can really start to understand what it is that you need to make yourself feel better in that moment. Okay. So again, the first step is self-awareness. It's just taking a look at where am I at on here? You may or may not know how you're feeling in any given moment. You can use this scale to help you, but you also may be able to take notice of physical symptoms or maybe behaviors that you're having or thoughts that you can observe. And all of those practices of looking at all of those different components can sometimes give you more guidance on what emotion is actually coming up for you. I personally have had that experience recently. I wasn't a hundred percent sure how I was feeling, but my body was really telling me there was some tension in my body and there was some heaviness on my chest and my heart. And really what I ended up figuring out is I was experiencing some grief. I didn't know that it was grief until I took some time to listen to my body and then really kind of play around with this emotional scale to say, where is it? Where is it that I'm at? And once you realize where you're at, I believe the next step is to be really compassionate with yourself. It's very easy to get hard on yourself and say, why am I in grief? Why am I on the lower side of the vibrational scale? See, I can't even control my feelings or, you know, you start basically shaming yourself for how you are feeling instead of just lovingly accepting where you're at. Just recognizing again, all of your feelings are valid and heard and and it's okay. And when we look at compassion, compassion is the concern for the sufferings or misfortune of others. So compassion is very heart-centered and motivates people to go out of their way to help the pains of, of others. So in order for you to have compassion for other people, you have to first observe their suffering. 
and know their pain. You might not even understand their pain, but just knowing their pain and saying, you know what? I I have felt that type of pain before. You might not have the exact same situation, but just saying, you know what? I've I've been there before. And so the same is going to go for self-compassion. This is why you want to really cultivate that self-awareness first. You want to be having compassion about your own situation and offer that same understanding and kindness (laughs) to yourself that you would offer to others. Most notably, you could just think of it as how you would talk to a friend or talk to maybe your younger self. What you can maybe ask yourself is, how can I be kind to myself in this situation? And how can I kind of humanize this? Would other people who are going through what I'm going through feel very similarly? Most of the time it's a yes, of course they would, you know, because again, we're all, we're all humans and we're impacted by, by things. So just accepting yourself kind of where you're at, this in of itself is being compassionate. And then your third step to really moving up the vibrational emotional scale when you decide you're ready, okay, and I, I want to really, really highlight that is that there's no rush to move up this vibrational emotional scale. You are allowed to have lower vibrational emotions. Now, it would not be advantageous to your physical health if you stayed in a lower vibrational frequency more often than not, right? But to be in the lower vibrations, it's okay. And if you are somebody who's been in the lower vibrations for quite some time, that's also okay. And (laughs) you are now gathering a tool to help you decide how to move up. You're not going to move from the bottom of the vibrational emotional scale, which by the way, if you're curious, what is this? (laughs) And you're listening to the podcast, just note that a blog is coming out in a few days that will have a picture of the scale. Okay. You can also search it of course, and find a whole bunch of variations. But if you want to specifically see the one that I am looking at right now, you are welcome to check out my blog in just a few days and you will be able to see a picture. Anyhow, if you are experiencing some emotions on the bottom, whether this is all the time, some of the times, just around food, just around when you think about your body, whatever the case may be, and you decide, you choose, I am ready to move up this vibrational emotional scale. Number one, you have to figure out where you're at. Number two, you want to be compassionate and kind to yourself. Otherwise, you're just going to go down further, right? And then number three is you want to find some support. This can come in all different variations. And first, we'll talk about supporting yourself. It can feel challenging sometimes, especially if we're at the lower vibrational, emotional level. However, it is possible. One method to leaning into this supportive practice would be just asking yourself, what do I need in this moment? Maybe you need more rest. Maybe you need time with a friend. Maybe you need to take some intentional breaths. Maybe you need to journal. Maybe you need to take a walk. (laughs) Maybe you need to just 
sit down and play with a pet. Maybe you need to get up and dance it out. You know, the possibilities are really quite endless and they don't have to be big things. You know, you don't have to go and draw a huge bubble bath or go schedule an entire massage or now those things are nice and can be, you know, nurturing for your soul if that's something that you like, but I'm talking about finding those small moments. No matter where you're at, whether you're at home, you're at work, you're out with friends, you're at a family member's house, no matter where you're at, it's finding those things to say, what do I need? What do I need right now? And sometimes it can be helpful to schedule those bigger type things, but sometimes it's just those those small things of just really giving yourself those little bits of time and space to love and and nurture on yourself. If you're finding yourself to be really stuck <laughs> of thinking, I, I, I don't know what I need for myself. I don't know what I need for myself. I would highly recommend asking for support outside of yourself. This can come in many forms. This can be picking up the phone and talking to a friend. It can be be talking to a mental health therapist, a counselor, a psychiatrist, a parent, a loved one, anybody. It could even just be talking to yourself. I know some people enjoy doing that and just expressing it out loud can really help, but I'm a huge advocate of peer-to-peer support. I know that when I'm going through something with my kiddos, more often than not, I'm going to talk with somebody else who has kiddos, especially ones that are about my age. It's just how it is. That's how our world has functioned is through communities. Community support is is what has allowed us to continue to thrive as a human race. So this part is, is extremely important. There is no shame at all in asking for help. And actually asking for help can be supporting yourself. And it can be really the most kindest and loving and gentlest thing that you've ever done for yourself. Sometimes we don't think that we're deserving or that we're not supposed to put ourselves first, but it's really cliche. However, you have to put your oxygen mask on first, right, my friend? You need to take care of you. You need to fill your cup. You need to be able to move up this vibrational emotional scale so that you can love and nurture on others. Because if you are not able to be at that higher state of love and joy and passion and enthusiasm, how are you going to be able to turn that around and give that to anybody else? And this, my friends, is why (laughs) I love this topic is because this is how our world changes. It really is. You don't have to do it all right now. Start small. You can start with one moment in time. You can start with one meal at a time. You can start however it feels good and just continue to cultivate that self-awareness. Be kind to yourself. And when you're ready, ask yourself what you need to start moving up the scale. And also just know that when you start practicing moving up the scale, you're not going to jump from the bottom all the way to the top. That is going to be setting yourself up for an unrealistic expectation What you want to do is ask yourself, what do I need to move up just one level here? Maybe two. You also want to know that it's extremely normal (laughs) to ebb and flow through here. So 
you may be up at a higher vibrational emotional state and then life swings at you and boom, you kind of get dropped down. But that's okay. That is life. Okay. That is life, my friend. However, because you're going to practice this with your experiences with food and around food, you're going to know what to do when life likes you. So I'm really curious to hear how this lands for you. I want to hear about your experiences. So please pop on to either Facebook or Instagram, send me a message, tag me in a post, whatever works for you. I really want to hear from you. You can also leave a a review here, of course, on whatever platform you're listening to. I read all of them. I really, I really, really greatly do appreciate it. So in summary, you've got this, my friend. Self-awareness can lead us to self-compassion, which can lead us to support. And all together, utilizing all three of these keys will help you move up that vibrational emotional scale. You might be wondering why I'm talking about this or, or writing about this, but again, our foods hold energy. Our relationship with our food holds energy. Our relationship with ourselves holds energy. And we are with ourselves all day. And since nourishing our bodies is a daily practice, quite hopefully, you know, we can impact every other aspect of our life when we cultivate awareness and compassion in our eating framework. The practice of moving up the vibrational emotional scale as it relates to our relationship with food and body can and does ripple into every other aspect of life. All right, that's it, my friends. Much love. Bye-bye. Hey, friends, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If so, please be sure to click that little subscribe button. Also tell all of your family, friends, coworkers, whomever you want to tell, even get Gabby at the grocery store if you'd like. Um, Also, be sure to join the free Facebook community for mindful and intuitive eating, where you will receive not one, but two journal prompts every single week to help you with your own personal transformation on this journey of healing. Much love to you and thanks for listening in.